0: It is an honor to stand here on this stage at Berlin Church as one of the called out and chosen superhero speakers. Today, I am speaking about food, food, glorious food. happy. We all think about it. We all look forward to it. We all crave it. We love food. Food has a way of bringing joy into our lives. Turn to the person on your right and your left and tell them your favorite food. Say, my favorite, let's make it junk food is, my favorite junk food. Tell your neighbor. My favorite junk food. (laughs) Tell the person on your left too. My favorite junk food is chocolate and pizza and also burgers, (laughs) yeah, yeah. My favorite food in general is chocolate. Did I mention I'm a chocoholic? Well, Pastor Steve is the worst of us all. (laughs) He's the reason that I have this addiction. I mean, come on, admit you're one too. And if you're not a chocoholic, or worse yet, you don't even like chocolate, I don't know who you are, or what planet you come from. (laughs) Food, food, glorious food. One of my favorite places to eat my favorite junk food is in London. And my family and I, we love to go to this place. It is so, so good. And I was so excited when I heard that this place was also coming to Berlin near the Mercedes Benz Arena. Okay? So this place, it has burgers, okay? Burger place. It's called Five Guys somebody knows it it's called Five Guys and it is ridiculous it is ridiculously good for me comfort has a shape it has a form it has a name it's called a Five Guys burger followed by a Five Guys chocolate peanut butter shake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's my favorite Food, food. Glorious food. This last year of my life has been filled with thoughts of food. I don't even really know why. At the end of 2017, I had my tonsils removed. And ever since that surgery, I've noticed that my body always feels hungry. Okay, now maybe you can relate, and you've always felt that way, but me, mm mm-mm. I have always been the kind of person who will eat my food, and then there's some left on the plate. And I'll tell my mom, no, I can't eat anymore. You know? So, this is a new phenomenon for me. To eat an entire big plate of food, and then still be hungry. Still be hungry go to the kitchen and try to scoop something else together because I want something more to eat. I don't know why that is but I have this feeling that I am always hungry. Cravings. Hunger. Satisfaction. Hunger again. These are the natural cycles our bodies experience every day. Now, today's topic may be food, but I want to tell you something loud and clear. I love God. When I was four years old, before going to bed, my mom asked me if I wanted to receive Jesus into my heart. I told her, yes. And from that moment and to this day, I am and forever will be a follower of Jesus Christ. I am unashamed to say from this stage that I love him with all my heart. I believe that he is the one true way to the one true God who created the world and humanity and who does exist. Jesus is alive, and he is the way to God for me and for you. God loves everyone so much. He loves you. He loves me so much, and this life is not the end. Our souls plus our new amazing bodies will live forever and God has designed us to know him and be satisfied there is something about seeking the Lord discovering his love for us for ourselves that is like eating your favorite food where it tastes so good and it makes you full and happy When you believe in God and spend time with him, you will soon discover that reading the Bible and being in his presence, it's like an eating experience. It fills you up, it satisfies. Listen, knowing God is really fun. I talk to God, okay, try it out and I promise you'll know what I mean if that sounds a bit strange to your ears at this point. I can open the Bible every time with hungry eyes and hungry ears and hungry heart again and again and again, because this meal never gets old. Once you've had a taste of God's presence, you find yourself more and more hungry for it. Listen, time with God is fun. Sometimes you even forget your sense of time because it's crazy like that. Berlin, dear family, if you experience the feeling of loneliness, and are in any way suffering from it, I want to tell you something from this stage today. When you believe in God, and you let God in your life, and by the way, he will not thrust himself upon you. When you let him in your life, loneliness, will become something that you do not experience. It will become a faded memory. A pimple on your face so long gone that you don't even remember where it was. (laughs) If you come to church here, you'll start to understand what I mean by this. One Sunday, it was so amazing what was set up here on the stage that I said to my friend after, that was so awesome. I feel full, really. It was like we had just eaten a great meal and I hadn't eaten that day. Eating is a wonderful experience. It's a satisfying experience. Just as we hunger for food, so also, do our souls hunger after being with the Lord. We hunger for his word and for his presence. Psalm 63.5 says, You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Proverbs 4.18 The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. Proverbs 3, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn from your evil ways. Then, You will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Psalm 94, 19, in the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Psalm 92, you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. The godly are transplanted in the Lord's own house. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Isaiah 55.2. Eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Proverbs 13:25 The righteous eats to the satisfying of the soul, but the stomach of the wicked shall be in want. Isaiah 58:11 The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. Psalm 89, 15 through 17. Happy are those who hear the call to worship, for they will walk in your presence, Lord. They rejoice all day long in your wonderful reputation. You are their glorious strength. It pleases you to make us strong. Those words... Tasted pretty good, huh? (laughs) It always feels good to swallow truth. This is truth and it is satisfying. Some of us hear these words and they are so good. But then we're getting fat on these words and not working them off or really applying them let me try to explain what i mean Ooh, happy sunday i got my popcorn and i'm ready to go into the cinemax Ooh, pastor steers he's preaching up a storm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. The Lord is my strength. I shall not want. Oh, delicious. And we go into the week all fat. Fat on the word of God and the truth of Jesus Christ. But we're not working it off and working it out like a real, true superpower Superhero of Christ could and should. Why have you been fed? So when Monday morning hits and you wake up thinking, oh, I'm so tired or it's just too much. It's I just it, I'm overwhelmed with all the things I have to do. You go, "The Lord is my strength. I shall not want." Now that's bodybuilding. <laughs> no one here can deny that all superheroes have to be in shape in order to do what they are called to do. Because what is laziness. My definition would be loving comfort and choosing to stay there. You need to know that every challenge in your life is an opportunity for you to make God a part of your life. Like me right now, not knowing why I feel hungry all the time. In that I want the Lord to show me what it really means to be satisfied in him alone. What it really means to feast on his presence. To find comfort in him and not in food. To discover what it really means to drink from him the water of life and never be thirsty again. I want to build up a stamina in everything that I do. I want to lift up my hands, raise up my hands, rather than be lazy. Be a bodybuilder in the faith. Don't let comfort and laziness lead your life. Let the Lord lead your life. Let him fill you Let him satisfy your soul. He's the only one who can. Give him a chance. Take a chance. Work out and work off everything you hear and everything you learn. Live it out. Walk it out. Run this race. A few years ago, I had a rough patch in my life. I experienced the horrible and dark face of depression. When I was rising above this tumultuous time, I heard a Christian scientist doctor lady say, if you can't go to sleep at night, don't try to force yourself thinking, oh, I got to wake up early in the morning. but..." Let God speak to you when you are awake. I get up very early on Sundays, so I make a point to try to get to bed early on Saturday nights. So this one Saturday night, I was getting to bed early, and I read a little bit, and then I tried to go to sleep. I was reading this book... And I chuckled to myself before trying to sleep at the story of this man who was in a church service and he was so filled with the power of God that he was laughing uncontrollably. He was on the floor and then he was leaving and in the stairwell, he was on the floor again and laughing. And then he went out to the car and boom, then he was laughing again. So I closed the book and again, I kind of rolled my eyes and chuckled a little bit about the silliness of this man laughing. And I turned out the light and I closed my eyes. Try to sleep. Well, I couldn't go to sleep. I was wide awake. So then I remembered what this Christian scientist doctor lady had said and I thought, okay, I'll just let the Lord speak to me. Well, it was an amazing time. I read my Bible wrote things down in my journal for I don't even know how long, because the time just flew. It was really great, and I was so happy, and I was so filled with joy, and finally, when I felt like the flood of it all was over, I turned out the light again and tried to go to sleep. Well, it wasn't over. I was trying, and I noticed... A small tickle in my stomach. I tried to ignore it, and get to sleep, but it got to the point where I felt like I couldn't hold it in anymore and I didn't want to. So I decided to smile a little bit because that helped to let it out and then I started to chuckle and then I started to laugh. Friends, I am not lying to you when I tell you that I was laughing in my bed for I don't know how long. Now, this was the time when I still lived with my parents, so I hope they didn't hear me. (laughs) I knew it was the Lord who was making me laugh. And frankly, I still don't know why. (laughs) I just kept laughing and laughing. God is good. And it was one of the most beautiful encounters that I ever had with him in my life. Only the Lord can make you laugh when life isn't funny. When life doesn't make sense, when things aren't going right, only he can give you joy and give you peace. Only God gives you strength in your bones and in your muscles. Only God gives you breath. Only God gives you power through the Holy Spirit to do all things. And only God can make you strong when you are weak. At that time, I felt like I was doing a lot of waiting on God. And it was an amazing reminder to me that the Lord is with us. He is close. And that he can touch us whenever he wants to touch us. He is the reason I stand here today free from depression. God's message to you today is that Jesus Christ, his son, is the bread of life. He is the source of satisfaction. And when you come to him, you shall not hunger. And if you believe in him, you shall never be thirsty again. I recently finished a book called Fox's Christian Martyrs. It's a compilation of many stories of martyrs who died for their faith in Jesus Christ. Most of them were burnt on a stake. I'd like to read two excerpts. The first. Of all the people burned at Smithfield, none was handled as cruelly as Lambert. Yet in the midst of his torments, lifting up his mangled, burned hands, he cried to the people, None but Christ, none but Christ. And the second, Wishart's hands were tied behind him, and he was led to the fire with a rope around his neck and a chain of iron around his waist. He told the assembled crowd not to let his death turn them from the word of God. I exhort you to love the word of God and suffer patiently with a comfortable heart for the sake of the word, which is your salvation and everlasting comfort. I don't fear this grim fire. If any persecution comes to you for the word's sake, don't fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Tonight I will dine with the Lord. During the last meal that Jesus shared with his closest friends, he said, This is my body. And this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. There's something beautiful, dear friends, about the anticipation of a great meal. Whether I understand one day why I feel hungry all the time or not, this one thing I know. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I am called to live this life victoriously, and I will eat with him soon in his father's kingdom. Whether I die a martyr or in my bed with my family, I will not die because my life is found in Jesus Christ. This dining, it will be a great feast. The wine Surely there will be enough for everyone. This is the invitation I am offering you today. To know this Jesus. To come to the feast. To join the party. To eat. To know God. And be satisfied. And to share in the best meal of your life with him at eternity's table.